Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Um, but probably the most, honestly, probably the most embarrassing one was the Hunter Orange because uh, we actually had another hunter that was watching us from the road who actually came out to, he was, I think he was so embarrassed for us that he came out and was like, hey, you need to take your Hunter Orange hat off because that's, that's not going to help your situation. That's how bad he felt for us. That's probably the most embarrassing one that I can think of. Welcome to the Foul Front Outdoors Waterfowl Podcast, where our goal is to recruit and educate new hunters while entertaining the rest of you. Without new hunters and the mentorship of those more seasoned, this passion as we know it faces an uncertain future. So get the word out, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because you're on the Foul Front. All right, well today I've got Hunter uh, from HTR Innovations, and how you doing today, Hunter? Good, how are you? Doing well, doing well. So it's Wednesday and uh, it's duck season, at least in the um, western part of the state for Kansas for me. So uh, I couldn't, you know, can't ask for much more uh, other than maybe it being Saturday. So, <laughs> so now, Hunter, uh, you guys, you guys are from Indiana. Correct. Yep. Nice. And is it's not duck season quite yet for you guys? Nope. It uh, it starts actually this weekend is opening weekend for us. All right. Big plans? Yep. Yes, we do. We have high hopes uh, Saturday. Awesome, awesome. You we guys got, going... we, we got a good plan going on. We've got a good little pond um, that's been loading up, so we're going to scout a little bit more here in the next couple of days, and uh, hopefully the weather's looking to be nasty. It looks like 20 to 30 mile an hour winds on Saturday, and it's going to be cold, rainy, so it's looking like it's going to be pretty is that, not, ducky is that not the best? Those are my. It favorite. is. That's my favorite weather to hunt in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Jordan, your um, your cameraman, probably won't be as pleased with with that weather. But <laughs> no, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to help him out and maybe uh, get him off the camera a little bit so he can uh, practice his gun gun shooting abilities this weekend as well. So awesome. help him out there. Awesome. So, how long have you been hunting? 
Oh boy. So I, we grew, I grew up hunting. Um, and ever since I was a kid, uh, we're big, always grew up big deer hunters. And, um, up until, I don't know, the last, I guess the last seven years and we started getting into turkey hunting and then we had friends that are like, man, you really need to get into waterfowl. You guys would love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've always been deer guys and then they kept bugging us. You guys got to get into this. It's awesome. You got to keep doing this. So we, uh, I think we've been waterfowl hunting for, I think it's been five or six years now and, uh, we're, we're hooked. It's addict. It's definitely an addiction. That's for sure. A good crazy. addiction. It's crazy. I remember when I was growing up, you know, we would go out once or twice every now and then. And, I, you know, the I had buddies and friends and guys that I, I, you know, went to school with. They were just ate up with waterfowl hunting. I said, that's a lot of work for a couple birds. You right. Know, when I go out, I want to take something big that fills the freezer, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> boy, yeah. was, boy, was I wrong. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what... Um, one duck, what a man will do for one duck. What was your first duck? Or or, or goose, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, our We worked... So the first year we hunted, we had it all wrong. We messed up in so many ways. Uh, that was a huge learning curve the first year. It took us all year. We probably hunted a dozen times, and we finally, at the end of the season, shot our first goose. And, I mean... It was terrorizing for that goose because we we laid a lot of uh, steel into that thing to finally get him down. Um, but it we uh, we mounted that thing and that thing is uh, still up right now. Um, never forget that. That would have been the first year um, laying in a field. I think there was four of us and it was a a long season for one goose. Yeah. Now, how, how old a, How old a guy are Lots. you, Hunter? I'm 29, so that would have been, um, I would have been, what, 23, 24? Nice. Yes, we got into it about about the same time frame. Okay. Um, Now, you have a, you know, and us guys that kind of get into it late, you know, we're not late in life here. Um, But uh, (laughs) we, you know, we both kind of have that shared, uh, there's kind of a, it's kind of a strange story, right? Um, You know, getting into something when you're an adult, um, but you have an even more unique, I think, uh, experiences that your you and your dad got into it at the same time, right? Right, correct. Yeah, it it was actually um, one of his good friends was has been a a hardcore waterfowler for many years, and he he was the one that pushed him. And so we like to tag team a lot of things. So he he said, "Come on, we got to do this." And so we kind of got into it together and been learning learning along the way, and. Uh, kind of been growing our love for it it seems like a little bit more each year <laughs> yeah i i can't imagine what that's like i mean i'm getting my dad into waterfowl um as well and it's you know it's it's always funny when sometimes you know the you know i don't know if you're a star wars guy but the you know the jedi <laughs> becomes the padawan or the master becomes the the you know the pupil but I know what it's like when me and my dad try to build something in the garage together real quick for like mm-hmm. my mom. I can't imagine what it is like working with your dad every day. Uh, yeah. how, how is that? Um, it's great. He's, I, I can't ask for a better boss. Um, it's great. We have a, a good working relationship. We seem to keep it balanced pretty well. Um, he, we both understand each other and know 
when we're starting to get under each other's skin. And so we kind of know when to separate, I guess. Um, so we, we both have a good feel on that. So we, it, it works out pretty well. Um, but it seems like when we get out hunting, I think we both kind of act like kids for the most part. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot different than the work environment per se. Nice. But yeah, it, it works out well for us. I know it doesn't, it, unfortunately it doesn't work that way. Um, for everybody, but for us, it works out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get that. I'm sure I don't think that me and my dad could work together just because we both, uh, I think we would both make the, the exact same mistakes and then <laughs> try to, you know, blame one another for, but at any rate, so let's back this up a little bit. So you guys, your first season, how many times did you guys go out before you got that goose? Oh man, I think we went out a dozen times, maybe more. Cutting, and, your, uh, cutting your teeth all by your guys' selves? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, the guy who got us into it, he lived in southern Indiana, so he came up for one hunt with us uh, to pretty much tell us everything that we did wrong. Um, but yeah, he was like, we had we had a couple places uh, through relatives that um, were just loaded up with geese. Um, we just didn't know how to hunt them. We, the first time we hunted them, uh, was actually in our relative's yard. Um, just a nice decorative pond, um, that he mowed around. There's no cover at all. And, uh, us not knowing anything, we bought these brand new, uh, layout blinds and, uh, set them out right in the middle of the grass. No decoys, no nothing. Um, just sticking out like sore thumbs and these geese had been hitting this pond every day like clockwork and they came in and 60 yards came and they just got out of there i mean they knew something was wrong and that was the beginning of the beginning of our journey of us thinking what in the world did we do wrong you know it's we were thinking geese were kind of like turkeys where if you just sit still enough and they can't see you then they don't care and that was clearly incorrect judgment by us good lesson learned though yeah <laughs> one of many yeah uh so yeah we we went out um talking to people doing research just kind of learning um i think yeah i i want to say it was 12 or 15 times that we had went out uh whether the two of us or three of us or we just pull other people that hey you want to go out with us and sh- try to shoot these things and sure why not and uh, time after time after time, skunk after skunk after skunk. And, um, one time, uh, I remember going out there and I was wearing just me thinking hunter safety, wearing my, um, hunter orange hat in the blind with me. And, uh, that, that definitely, uh, helped to, uh, flare the birds pretty well. Yeah. And so, uh, just dumb beginner mistakes after dumb beginner mistakes we probably had more of them than most because we didn't have a whole lot of uh help in it so we were just learning every single time we went out something new and so it was a hard hard fought year for sure (laughs) you know it says a lot about you guys to get after it 15 20 times in a season (laughs) um and you know not pulling pulling one until the end there i don't know what it says about you but it says a lot resilience yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go resilience okay so how did you how'd you end up you just end up learning uh lesson after lesson of field uh did you use anything to kind of help that learning curve along or um boy 
like one one of the main things we learned is ammo. I mean, it helped us with ammo selection. It helped us with just the ba- it, 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 the basics of just shooting in your sighting in your gun or patterning your gun, uh, more or less. Neither of us had had done that. We just, I guess, took for granted that we both thought we were good shots, and that really wasn't the key, the case for that. Um, so I guess a lot of it just got back to the basics of, um, you know, patterning your gun and using the right ammo and having the right gear, and um, I guess that was using the foundations um to our uh, to our advantage i guess to build on for the next year so besides the the hunter orange uh hat and throwing the layout blinds on the on the yard as it were um knowing what you know now looking back what would you say was probably your funniest or your guys biggest mistake or something like a big aha moment for you hmm um boy there were so many so many little like aha moments um you know just even with setup um how we would we we set up on the wrong wind um we we didn't even know which way the geese were supposed to come in um we we thought that they were going to come in with wind um but probably the mo- honestly probably the most embarrassing one was the hunter orange because uh we actually had another hunter that was watching us from the road who actually came out to he was i think he was so embarrassed for us that he came out and was like hey you need to take your hunter orange hat off because that's that's not going to help your situation that's how bad he felt for us that's probably the most embarrassing one that i can think of that's hilarious yeah that he that he came into your spread to to tell you that that's good so yeah yeah he was he, he he knew we needed help that's awesome this week's episode is brought to you by the following partners Hunt Hickory Creek. New to Hunt Hickory Creek this year is their Central Kansas Lodge. They're going to be running hunters from the end of October all the way through January. And they're situated right between Kavira and Cheyenne Bottoms, which combined can hold hundreds of thousands of birds at a time. And these guys are going to work their tails off. You got Chase, you got Cody, you got Scotty, and then you've even got um, Megan in there taking pictures. Guys, if you're going to be traveling outside of your state um, and you're going to pay for guide service, don't roll the dice. Come into our Facebook group, pick Chase or Scotty or Cody's you know, brain, figure out who they are, and uh, make sure that you're going to be booking a hunt with them because they're not just awesome guides, they're great people. They're going to show you a great time. So, if you're going to hunt Kansas, hunt Hickory Creek. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the fastest growing, most affordable decoys on the market with unmatched customer service. And you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or DiveBombIndustries.com, and you can find Asher in our listeners group. And get yourself into a large, effective, affordable, and easy-to-set-up spread. It takes about a minute uh, to set up on a dozen, and they take up no space in the garage or truck. They're tough, extremely realistic, and go get yourself twice the decoys, half the price, out of the hassle. Um, also brought to you by Toe Tags LLC. Now, federal migratory game bird laws apply in all 50 states. That includes yours which includes gifting and tagging laws. Make sure to keep your birds separated and or tagging, transporting or storing them uh, with other hunters' birds. Now, this includes from the field to home as well. Gifting in the field, though commonly done, never legal. Uh, it must be done at the donor or donee's personal boat. Hey, for other helpful hints and to keep yourself legal, go check Toe Tags LLC out on Facebook, or you can hit up Ryan um, in our Facebook group 
um, or you can head on over to ToeTagsLLC.com. So have fun, be safe, and keep it legal. We're also brought to you by Athlon Optics, which produce some of the finest shooting scopes and binoculars on the market. Their ED glass is top-notch and rivals the glass of binos three or four times their price. You're going to be able to pick a goose out and an impression from half a mile with these things. I'm telling you, they're tough, sturdy, and this is where Athlon Optics goes above and beyond with their lifetime warranty, which is critical for us waterfowl hunters. I sport the Midas 10x42, and I'm extremely pleased with them. So head on over to Athlon Optics and get yourself a top-of-the-line binocular system for this season at a fraction of the price and a no-warranty. A no-worries warranty. We're also brought to you by Freelance Hunt Stats. And i got to tell you, I'm really excited to be using Freelance Hunt Stats this year. Um, if you've never logged your hunts in the past... Start doing it, um, especially with FreelanceHuntStats.com because it's not just a journal. This thing can catalog all of your information, and you can go back. You can look at like how you do on sunny days. It's going to be a game changer for you. So head on over to FreelanceHuntStats.com and start logging your hunts this season. We're also brought to you by Duck Nuts. And I've been fighting duck um, decoy rigging systems since I started. Wrapping, coiling, Texas rigs. Talk about a pain in the butt. I work hard, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the morning, it's time to go home, and Duck Nuts allows me to do that so that I can rig my decoys that all i got to do is throw them in a bag. And with our friction system, it's too easy to just pull the line and pack it up and or just throw them out. It, it, it allows you to adjust for depth, and if you're tired of fighting your decoy rigs, head on over to DuckNuts.com and use your 10% off code with Foul Front um, discount code. We're also brought to you by Gypsum Creek. Now, Gypsum Creek is a full-service gun dog training facility in the heart of the Midwest, and they are looking to build eager, confident, and reliable field companions through a unique approach that you don't find at many other places. So come check out Gypsum Creek Retrievers on their Facebook um, or Instagram, or you can hit up Evan, the owner, in our Facebook group. And I promise you, this guy loves your dog more than you do and loves teaching them how to retrieve more than you do. Um, I got to spend a uh, weekend out with them, and it was an awesome time, I'm telling you. Um, the What they got going on over there, that's where you're going to want to send your dog. All right, we're also brought to you by the DuckTech mobile app. Um, increase your odds of success in the blind this year with the DuckTech mobile app. Three-time world ch- duck calling champion Barney Caleb teaches you how to make the most important duck sounds and what they mean to a duck and when to use them, the most important part. DuckTech is also available to download on the App Store and Google Play. With the season approaching, get the app today so you can put more ducks on the strap tomorrow. We're also brought to you by SRB Field Rests. No matter what, where, or how you hunt, SRB, SRB Field Rests got you covered. Uh, they're going to keep your shotgun, rifle, or your bow, or your crossbow safe, clean, and ready for the, uh, in the field or on the range. Waterfowl hunters in a dry field, a muddy field, marshes, flooded fields, or flooded timber. SRB Field Rests has you covered. Go check them out. They've got a 10% discount code for you with Foul Front, all under case, one word. We are also brought to you by Gunner Kennels, the market's only double-walled, roto-molded dog crate and five-star crash-tested rated kennel. These American-made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy stuff to show you how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it. Hammering it with a 630-pound sled and tossing it off a 200-foot cliff and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun with zero bullet penetration. You're hitting the road uh, with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Uh, protecting your best friend and your investment. So head on over to GunnerKennels.com. We're also brought to you by HTR Innovations. And you have not heard of them yet, but... Um, 
I am hunting out of their A-frame this year, and they have one of the slickest um, inventions I've seen um, for waterfowl hunting. It's an awesome little gun stand for the marsh. Um, and go, So go check them out at htrinnovations.com. Also, here's another big thing for you. Do you absolutely hate laying in your layout blind? Well, they got something for you. So go check them out. Um, and our good buddy Jordan over there, he's going to be doing all their filming this year. Looking forward to seeing what they got. Okay, let's get back into this week's episode. Well, okay, so you know, year one is down. How did you get to this point then? I, you know, What did year two, three look like? And then I guess let's jump right into how HTR Innovations got started. Yeah, so the second year I was finishing up, uh, college. So actually this is, this is probably back a little bit farther. Um, because my second year I was in senior year of college. So this might've been, we might've been seven, eight years actually. Um, but what happened was a guy that I actually lived, uh, right next to you in, my, in our apartment complex, he was a big time waterfowler and we just happened to, uh, come across each other in the parking lot one day and, uh, start talking about hunting and he was like man you guys you need to come with us and he'd been doing this for years um and he had his old whole decoy uh trailer full um he kept uh, he knew what he's doing and he actually uh at college um took me out hunting with him and i learned a ton about how to set up and brushing your blind in and what ammo to use and what to look for and how to scout. I mean, that the year two for us was a big learning curve um, to really understand how to hunt them and uh, kind of took that and took those experiences, uh, dad and I, and really built a whole lot of knowledge that second year and watching videos and talking to people and just learning that was, I guess, the the year that we realized, holy cow, we were doing it all wrong. We, we really didn't know anything. Um, and we had a whole lot more success um, going with him. Um, number of times we'd shoot a three, four, five-man limit because um, the area, area we hunted was a really good populated area of resident birds. And um, from that point on, it was kind of like, ah, okay, this is this is how you hunt them. This is what we need. Here's the gear you need. This is how you set up your spread. Um, and so from that point on, we kind of built um, built onto it, I, I think. And then year after year, it was kind of like the aha mo- moments weren't nearly as drastic per se. Like, oh, we set up we set up on the wrong wind wind direction, or maybe. We, a little bit different decoy spread or um you know just the little things not like the big whoopsies per se um and then from that point on just kind of building uh areas to hunt and learning how to hunt them from that point forward and and kind of building uh we do a lot of private land hunting um the area that the type of work that we do we deal with a lot of farmers which is very beneficial for building relationships and earning spots to hunt (laughs) (laughs) so 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 over the over the course of those last years we've just kind of built you know one spot after another and kind of had a whole um 
arsenal of spots that we can kind of pick from and and hunt and learn and learn how the birds use them in different times and why they're using these areas and and just kind of year after year just kind of learning and getting better for your understanding of of how to hunt them and i mean i think you can know everything and still you're going to come up short sometimes that's that's, i kind of have this theory that in you learn most of what you're going to learn about waterfowl hunting um in the first you know two or three years and everything after that is just kind of building on or you know um refining you know kind of that that you know waterfowl boot camp and i think uh you know your story you know talking about learning all these hard lessons and just you know you and your dad going out there cutting your teeth and other hunters coming up to tell you you know hey you can take your orange hat off um (laughs) it uh i think oftentimes when we're on public land we're so quick to be like oh what an a-hole that guy over there like oh look at this did anybody teach them anything no they probably didn't. They're out there learning. Right. And, and I mean, would you ever take your story any other direction? Those Looking back at all those, you know, I guess not failed hunts, but hunts where you guys learned something, you and your dad together, like, that's part of the journey. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, it, I, it's, it just speaks to a little bit like, um, you know, that learning curve is, or that learning time frame is, uh, it's an important part in a waterfowl fowler's uh, journey. And, and lest we be a little too quick to judge somebody on those, on those actions. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Cause we've, we've, from what we've learned, it's enjoyable to take somebody who doesn't have maybe the opportunities or the resources or even the knowledge and to take them out and on a good hunt and see how they enjoy it and, and watch how much fun it is. And, it's so much more enjoyable than than strutting your knowledge around and trying to act like you're the the boss of of waterfowl. And I think it, it's more fun to get those guys that don't normally do it or know how to do it. Um, and and that it, it's fun to work together and you learn as you go. And yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Yeah, agree with you there. Absolutely. Okay. Enter HTR Innovations. Oh boy, HDR Innovations. Uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of headache, a lot of frustrations, but uh, I think we're starting to um, get somewhere finally. Um, this has stemmed over the years, um, really for about th- the last three years, um, we've just been, I guess, trying to figure out, there's always there's always problems um, that you run across and trying to figure out solutions for different problems. Um, and, and every, all three of our products that we've, we've come out with are all based on a problem that we've come across, uh, multiple times that it's like, man, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way to do this. And so just kind of brainstorming. Okay. So what, what's your guys' day jobs? So our day jobs is uh, we're uh, licensed water well drilling contractors in Indiana and Michigan. So we we drill wells and install pumps for uh, a lot of uh, agricultural or farming um, irrigation and uh, for for municipalities and some industrial uh, contractors as well. That's what we do 
on a day-to-day basis. That what's, that's what really uh, makes us, I guess, uh, puts food on our table. Right. And so um, I imagine along with those jobs comes a some handy, uh, handy skills um, and maybe a little bit of ideology or thinking behind instead of just going out and looking for a product to buy, finding right. like, hey, you know, I don't like this part about hunting. So you right. just what you head to the shop or what you know yeah so so we have a shop here and we do a lot of um i mean we have just about anything you want here from welders to cutters and we do a lot of little fabrication uh we we like to do all of our own fabrication um shop shop work here if if something needs to be fixed or made we like to do it in-house if we can um or figure out a way to do it um so we're all we're all pretty uh, hands on, and and so yeah, that was kind of kind of the idea is well, let's take this to the shop and kind of play around with some material we got and work up some ideas and see what we can come up with, and that that's kind of um, how it all began. Okay, and so what was the first product that you guys came out with? Uh, so the first product we came out with was actually the, the concept of the, the A-frame. And um, one of the good public spots around here um, on the river, uh, we we loved hunting that spot. It's been a good spot. And uh, we hunt out of a little 14-foot John boat. Well, where we hunt, where all the birds go, there's no cover. And we're like, well we got to make something for this boat. We got to figure out something for this boat that we can just anchor this boat out, um, tie it up and hunt out of it. And so, um, at that time there really wasn't, I mean, now they make some more options for, um, for boats, but there really wasn't much out there. And so we're like, well, let's, let's start playing around and what do we want to make out of this? So we may, we kind of drew up some, handmade plans and got some real cheap steel and some flimsy steel and started welding some stuff together and cutting and bolting and made up some chintzy little A-frame and put it on the boat. And we're like, well, that's great, but, um, great for us, but this isn't going to hold up. So then we started brainstorming and thinking, well, maybe we can make this better. And then, well, maybe let's not just limit this to boats, but, a lot of the water we hunted was, you know, knee deep or ankle deep water. Um, and so, well, let's, let's make our own, let's bring our own cover with us was kind of the idea. Instead of going to the cover, let's, let's bring it with us. And so then we started thinking, maybe we can make this A-frame portable. Um, and so that stemmed to a little bit more research and development and we started getting a design down that we liked and playing with it and kind of got a good base design that we really liked um, that was quick and easy to use and that we liked the strength of it in steel. But the problem is when you put it in water, everybody knows steel rusts and we didn't like that. Uh, And so then that's when we started thinking we need to make this out of aluminum so we don't have to deal with that. And so over the last, oh, that took probably about a year year and a half to kind of get that dialed in to where we liked it. Um, and we used it and how we used it was with, uh, camo netting or the, uh, 
uh, the grass kits that you can buy. Yeah. We just grass it and um, strap it in there with zip ties and whatnot. That's how we made our cover. Hey, we'll just bring this A-frame and bring a bunch of netting, and we'll go grab cover. And so that way we can hunt in the middle, you know, of a marshy area and get closer to the birds. And and so that's kind of where that stemmed from. And then we kind of built on that and said, hey, maybe we can make a cover for this. And so that took a while as well. Um, and finally we got a, a cover made and, um, and now we're start. we've been using that product for about two and a half, three years now, field trialing it, testing it out, getting it to where we like it. And, uh, I think we got it pretty much dialed in and we've had some great success on it. Um, and it's, it's been a good product for us. And so that's, yeah, now I've, got, I've to, got one set up it. in my backyard right now. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yep. I said I put it all together. It took me about five minutes for the first time, which is yep. saying something about um, the product. I'm not that handy, um, <clears throat> but yeah, set it up. And my wife came out and she looked at it and she said, "Is it supposed to be a pile of corn?" And I said, "Yep, there you go. Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, no, it's nice. It's spacious. What fits about what three or probably probably fit four in there. Yeah, we've hunted four out of it. It's three. People ask it's three comfortably, but depending on the size, if you're hunting with kids or you got a bunch of skinny hunters, you we've definitely fit four in there. But it it can get a little cramped depending on size. So we like to say three comfortably, um, and four four if you if you want to get crazy so <laughs> right um but yeah i guess the 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 idea behind that was something that sets up in a matter of a couple minutes and tears down in a matter of minutes and uh our we've always been um even with everything that we buy for our main job is we we like to push the made in america uh a quality product and so uh nowadays and maybe that will change now, but for years it's been nothing but made in made in China. So um, yeah, that can be a that can be a tough uh, that can be a tough thing for a business to. I mean, I think people you know when they hear oh we we do only made in America and stuff like that they I don't think they fully grasp the kind of hit almost that that takes um, with pricing and and stuff like that. So right, yeah, it's definitely harder to compete. It's harder to stay on that same price level because there's a lot of other things out there that you can get for a lot cheaper. Um, and so I guess behind this whole business, we've always wanted to push a quality made in America product that we're going to stand by and, and we're going to back it with customer service. And if there's something wrong, we're going to stand by that. And if we have to eat it and, and send out replacement products, then that's what we're going to do. And so that was a bit, I guess that's been one major backbone when starting our business and, and I guess designing our products is, man, we want these things to last. If you're going to pay a good price, we want them to last. Right. And we all know that waterfowling, this sport is very expensive. So why not buy something that's going to last you a long time instead of uh, buying something cheap that's going to break in a few years? So Yeah, I, I'm not really in a position where I can, you know, buy an a-frame every two or three years right <laughs> so right it's appreciated yep. yeah okay so uh 
And then what was what was the next product? Uh, so the next product stemmed off of that actually uh, was our gun stand, and that was uh, <laughs> when we get this A frame set up and we're sitting in you know two three foot of water. Um, where do we put our guns? And so we're like, well, maybe we can make some kind of rack that just hangs on this A-frame and just uh, we assemble our blind and hang the rack on the A-frame so we can sit our guns on it. Um, and so we, we kind of played with that idea, and then um, that idea kind of stemmed to, well, let's not limit it to just holding this, holding on from the A-frame, but let's make something that stands alone. Because uh, we don't hunt, we don't really hunt in a lot of, um, we don't have much timber, uh, flooded timber around here. We ha- we have a lot of either marshy ponds or um, we'll hunt a lot of fingers in the river where it might be ankle deep water or two foot of water. And there's a lot of tall grass on each side of the water, which is perfect for, you could just stand in it, you know, and it might be damp. So you don't really want to can't set your gun on the ground you don't want to really set your blind bag on the ground um because then it's just going to get it's going to get full of water or muddy or so we're like man it, there's got to be a way to get these things off the ground and so that that's kind of what stemmed the idea of the gun stand and hey let's make this stand make a stand that we can just push stick in the mud and that will balance itself hold itself be sturdy and hold a gun and hold your buddy's gun because a lot of times you're hunting with somebody else and if you're not, well, hey, we're going to make something that you can put your you can put your blind bag over and and dangle it on from the the top or you can set a box of shells in there or put your lanyard on it, something to kind of get that stuff off the ground. And so that's that's where that idea developed from and uh we had already had the idea of let's put it in aluminum and so it won't rust and powder coat it and and so then here we are and that's actually probably one of the our favorite products we use that thing everywhere i was gonna say i've i've already used mine twice and i yeah that's a game changer i I don't even bring the sling anymore i brought the sling for my gun at first yep um thinking okay yeah yeah, i might need it you know later um but that thing is rock solid i was a little leery at first when i put it in there and i put the gun on i was like Kept checking on the, you know, checking on the gun, and but after a while, I was like, nope, that thing ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yep, yeah. It's a, it's a great addition, especially if you're, if you're just standing in the cattails or something, so you're not holding on to that gun the whole time. It is, it's definitely nice. It makes, it makes your hunt a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit more relaxing. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Not having to to hold your gun the whole time and yeah, be worried about balancing it or passing it off to your buddy. Uh, yep. And I've also I've rigged it up so that that's where my recorder goes when I'm recording out. Uh, I got a little like screw in piece that attaches to the to the base of the pole there. So yep, yep. We've trying to figure yep. that out. So yeah, we've done the same thing with the GoPros. We put the sticky attachment on there, and you can put your GoPro GoPro right on the front of the stick there and film and face it out or face it at you. And yeah, we've got some good good footage with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So I think uh, I saw Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. Uh, he was using those out in the – using one out in the sand hills too. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had uh, 
he appreciated it. He had nothing but good things to say about it. So yeah. we're glad it's working out. Yeah. And uh, so did this all, this, you know, the A-frame was first. What's the time span in between these two things? Well, the A-frame, the A-frame was first, and that it took us probably the longest to kind of get our ideas actually out there um, and done and fabricated. Once we got that done, we probably, like I said, it probably took us a year, year and a half, but probably towards that end of that year and a half, uh, we, we kind of already had the idea of, the gun stand going on and that probably took us half that time maybe a half of a year to kind of get that thing we had that thing pretty much dialed in from the beginning and now that we'd already been through the process and um work with some uh fabric we actually have a fabricator here right next door to us that helps us out um a welding shop uh and so they help us out with this stuff as well and um so yeah, we 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 did that in about half, I don't know six months or so, and then um, and then our our last uh, product uh, actually stemmed uh, probably another year later. We were out hunting um, during conservation conservation snow goose hunt in Missouri with an outfitter, and um, this our this was our first time ever going on a conservation hunt we didn't really know what to expect they they said we we're going to be hunting out of layout blinds and in rice fields and cornfields and whatnot and um, just bring warm clothes because of the time of year and so we get out there and day one it's it is raining like crazy and it's cold and this field's flooded and they got the layout blinds in the flooded fields and so you get in your blind, and there's like two, three inches of water in this blind. And we're like, well, uh, does anybody have an extra pair of waders? Because none of us brought waders. So that was a cold first morning. And um, that whole that whole week was a very cold week for us. Um, <laughs> I think out of the five of us, only two of us um, held up from buying waders down there. And um, that week we were thinking, man, there's got to be a way to get out of this rain and this when you're sitting in a field that's flooded. And uh, that's when we thought, man, there's got to be a pad. Maybe we can make a pad that makes this not only out of the water and waterproof, but uh, secondly, more comfortable because we're sitting out there for five, six hours at a time and – Unless you got a very uh, nice layout blind, most of them are not comfortable. Uh, your back starts hurting and your neck starts getting sore, and yep. um, it's not not the most enjoyable lay for four or five hours at a time. So that's what stemmed our our last product, which was what we called the layout lounge, and uh, just getting a, a pad made. Um, it actually floats in water. Um, it's not approved, uh, floating device, but we've pondered getting that approved. But it'll um, work in a pinch is what you're saying. It will, it will definitely work in a pinch. Yeah. And so that, that was our, our, our final, uh, product. And we thought, well, let's not limit it to sticking in blinds, but if someone wants to use these, cause we have a lot of, uh, dairy farmers up here and, we uh 
we hunt out of um, silage fields, which silage fields don't have much cover. Um, you probably don't have much silage fields out there, do you? Um, up in Nebraska, I know they do. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so these the silage fields, they don't have much cover as well as um, they'll turn them over and, and plant a cover crop. And the cover crop, the geese love the cover crops. And there's just no cover. So the only way to hunt them is just get as low of a profile as you can. And uh, we thought, man, if we can make, just make a blanket to go with these and we could hunt out of them and use them as their own layout blind, that would be perfect. And that's so that's what we did. And uh, we love it. We love the the dual purpose of buying it for to put in the layout blind. It'll fit in any layout blind. We've used them on a lot of layout blinds and they fit in every single one of them. Even the power hunters, they make those more, a little bit more enjoyable. But to be able to take them out, with a blanket and hunt on, on their own, um, it, it makes that product really versatile. Yeah, I was, you know, I think there was a day when I laid out for, I think, sun up to sundown. And the next week, I couldn't figure out, I was like, man, why is my shoulder hurt? And it's because I was always propping my shoulder back so to give my neck a little break, or my, my elbow back to give my neck a little break. And uh yeah. Yeah, uh, so I saw that, you know, I got one of those out in the, the garage right now and uh, threw it in there. I was like, this is going to work for me. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like being yep. comfortable. So Yeah, it, it definitely helps on those long, those long hunts. Yeah, and actually the, I threw it and I got a little uh, eight foot John boat um, that I try to rig up as my layout boat and works perfect in there too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've used them out of, uh, we got a couple of those little, um, oh, what do you call them? They're like uh, the, the little duck kayaks that uh, we put them in there, and they're, they're nice. They work perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, tell us a little bit about, uh, so it's you, your dad, and now you got Jordan from the Duck Gun mm-hmm. podcast uh, on your team. Um, is there anybody else? Well, us, us three are the only ones actually officially working for HTR. Um, got one or two guys that are helping us out. Um, uh, good friends of ours that are kind of, um, know people in the industry and trying to make, make connections for us. Um, but officially on the dollar, we're the, we're the only three, um, that are, that are working for HDR right now. Awesome. And what, what does, what's HTR headquarters? What does that look like? Well, it's actually, uh, built into, uh, our shop here. So we've, we've kind of, everything is in one, it's a one-stop shop here. So we have, um, uh, basically a loft above our office that we stock all of our inventory. We have a little desk up there and our, all of our own tools that if we need to, um, crimp uh connections and uh tighten bolts and get stuff ready for shipping that's that's where everything goes up there um and then we have we have our own saws out in the shop um diamond blade saws that we cut all the aluminum here um and so we have welders and everything so it's all mixed in to the same shop we have a pretty big shop here and so it works out that um we can kind of uh keep our own corner for uh, HDR as well as uh, have our own space for uh, for what we do at uh, uh, our day job. Nice, excellent. 
All right. So you already spoke a little bit about uh, your plans for this upcoming weekend, but um, you know, so are you, are you primarily just? You said you hunted down in. You said Arkansas, right? Missouri, or, Missouri, Missouri. Yep. So you've hunted down in Missouri. Uh, have you been anywhere else? Yeah. Uh, last year I went with two guys uh, for my first time. They go out uh, almost every year. We went out to North Dakota, and uh, we hunted. That was, uh, I think, the first week of November is when we went. Uh, maybe the last week, last week October, first week of November, we went out there, and that was a blast. Uh, we got there actually. We hunted for uh, we hunted for four days, and we got there as a a cold front hit, and by the end of the fourth day, everything was froze up. So we the last day and a half was tough hunting Mm -hmm. um but the first uh two and a half days was it was a blast i mean they were the migration was in full force and uh we we limited out the first uh the first two mornings we limited out in less than an hour i mean it was unbelievable it was just almost too good you know having those limits go too too quick you're like oh i guess i got got a long time to nap now but it was completely different from what we have here. I mean, we don't have it in Indiana like you guys do out west. We don't have the migration. Uh, we don't see the migration like you guys do. We we see it a lot smaller scale. So yeah, paint me a little paint me a little picture about Indiana. You know, um, so our area we have um a pretty good migration river, a pretty big river, St. Joe River. Um, and that, that's pretty much what puts our area on the map. That's a good little, I guess a lot of birds follow that river. Um, years ago we had the Kankakee river, which was, I think it was like top four or five in the nation. It was, I think 30 years ago, it was one of the main flyways. And then, uh, over these last 30 years, it's just all turned into, to farmland um, and it's not what it used to be. And it's kind of changed that, that I, the dynamics and the migration patterns. And we don't, we don't get the mass amount of migration, but we have a really good local population. So we, okay. you know, for that first month, I mean, we, you can hunt local birds nonstop. And so thankfully we got the St. Joe river that kind of puts us on the map here. But, um, so we hunt a lot of local birds and then Later in the season, we'll get small waves, but we're not seeing anything like you guys do in the, you know, we're not seeing thousands of birds in the air. You know, that's just not right. what, we're, what we're seeing. We, we might see, I don't you know, see that either. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're lucky if we see a few hundred in the air. So we're hunting a lot smaller group. But Now, you're, um, you guys primarily hunt Canada geese, right? Yeah, we hunt a lot of Canada geese, yeah. Uh, what, what do you get for ducks? Uh, you know, what do you see a lot, you know? We're primarily mallards. Um, we'll get some teal. Primarily mallards. We'll get some wood ducks. Um, the occasional pintail for lucky. The occasional gadwall for lucky. Occasional spoonbill for lucky. Um, but that's it. I mean, we're, we are, we're loaded up with mallards. Well, that's a nice problem to have. It It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad when um, when you look 
to hunt other birds besides mallards, you know? Yeah, and I would I would say at. that's uh, for me. I'm always on the lookout for for mallards. Um, yeah, and uh, I I shoot a lot of I shoot a lot of widgeon, um, gadwall, ringnecks, uh, and I actually I think last season in Oklahoma, I think I only took I think we don't like my whole group, um, maybe twenty twenty five mallards. Um, wow, for the whole season. So, a lot of widgeon though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, we don't we don't get much widgeon out here. Interesting. Un- unfortunately. Yeah, I, I always hear people talking about, oh, I gotta go hunt a widgeon, you know, and all that. And I'm thinking, oh man, like I want to yeah. shoot some green. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the prize possession for everybody out here would be that pintail. Get the pintail. Everybody wants the pintail. Yeah, I'd say over here as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yep. Awesome. So what are the plans for this season? You got you got Jordan going to be running a camera for you. Um, yep. We expect to see some some decent footage out of him, or what's going on? Yeah, we're hoping so. Uh, he's still trying to learn these things. Um, but we are, yeah, this is actually going to be the first year we're really pushing promotion. We've started up an Instagram page. We started up a Facebook page, and... Uh, started up a YouTube page. We're going to be filming all of our hunts this year, at least trying to film all of our hunts because um, we've been hunting with these things for three years now. Um, and everybody might hear us say that they're great, but people want to see that they're great. So that's what we're going to try to do is just um, kind of catch some film of how we hunt and see if we can uh, draw some attention and build a little bit of a, um, a clientele, I guess, and see what see where it goes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just mainly sticking around Indiana. Yeah, I I mean, right now we don't have um, any set plans um, as a group to get out anywhere. Um, we would, li- I I think we all would like to next year, but as of right now, I don't see any plans except for uh, we got. We got a lot of private spots that we're going to try to cover. So, and with this, the weather that we're getting right now, I mean, I think hopes are high because it's been it's been very cold for an October here. Yeah, cold and wet. Yeah, you guys getting Which a good great. amount of rain up there too? We've gotten a decent amount. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And now, how many uh, how many days a week would you say you guys are going to be? You guys go out? Oh man, uh, I think. You know, we actually we're the kind of guy, we're we're blessed that we get to with our job we're flexible to hunt our our hours are flexible so we we get the opportunity to hunt more during the week. I mean, I think we try to get out if we can get out two times during a week, um, and and then and you know on Saturdays then you know three times a week is our goal to get out. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's you know, that's getting out there. Yeah. For, for uh, a lot of guys. So. Yeah, right. Awesome. Yep. Well, uh, any big plans uh, for the future here? Um, you know, what what should we be looking for next? Oh, man. Uh, you know, we're, we're always trying to figure out ways to improve. And um, I know that there's still ways to improve on our products and tweaks and, and maybe, um, you know, revisions or updates or a new, uh, maybe a new model. So... Um, I know we have, um, we have some 
some uh, more camo patterns that we're going to be coming out with. Oh yeah, right that's now, actually we, one thing we haven't covered yet. Yeah, so we're so we make uh, we originally just came up with the, just a plain tan and uh, just an earth tone color, which I think will be pretty popular. It sounds like that's the you know for for the guys that are hardcore and they know what they're going to do when they get them out of the boxes. They're just going to stick them in the mud and they're going to brush them in anyways. Yeah. Um, but we come out, we've come out with a corn pattern and a, and a October grass pattern. And, uh, we actually just put an order in, we just made a, uh, a winter pattern and it's not just going to be an all white cover. It's going to have a little bit of some, um, some corn stubble characteristics built into it. I, it's going to be really unique. I think we're really excited to see that. Now you guys, um, you guys came up with these, right? Yeah, correct. These oh. are all our own designs. Um, they're not licensed by any way. Um, these were all made up by us. So we, we originally, when we started, we bought our first roll of fabric and we saw how expensive it was to buy a licensed fabric. Um, we said this, not only are we trying to make products made in America, and that sets the bar higher, but uh, we can't afford the price of fabric buying it um, through license. And then they make you do, um, you know, a licensing agreement, and you pay so much money. And we said, forget that. Let's just we're doing everything else ourselves. Let's just figure out how to make our own camel camel fabric. And so we made a lot of calls. That was actually one of the hardest things uh, is finding the right connections. Uh, to make these camel patterns. There was a lot of uh, trial and errors and scaling and blending going on here, but we, we made it work. We, th we think we figured it out finally. And so, um, so yeah, we got, we got those three, well, the tan and then the corn and the grass, and then we're going to be rolling out a, a snow, a snow corn cover that, that uh, I think is probably going to be here sometime in the middle of November. And uh, once that that's here, we're going to be putting that online and trying to promote that and getting it out there. So, um, yeah, that and that. What is it? Is it kept, not kept? Den, denier, yeah, denier uh, six hundred or nine hundred denier. So yeah, the the standard on a lot, a lot of the layout blinds are six hundred six hundred denier. Uh huh. And uh, we we decided to go with nine hundred just to give it that little extra durability. Um, it's a little tighter. A little bit thicker, yeah. A little so, overbuild. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Yep, yep. Yeah, awesome. You know, you're um, talking about mud and mud and blinds and stuff, and I I found I I hate dealing with mud and you know it's sticking on your hands or getting the truck dirty and whatnot. I usually just take some uh, some brown you know flat spray paint and just give uh give it like a good dusting, you know, mm -hmm. and I usually knocks the shine off pretty good. Yep. Yep. So. Well, if you guys ever want to get out to Kansas, just let me know. And I know you got uh, you talked to Elliot too, Jordan's co-host. Um, yeah. yeah, get you guys out here and get in the Central Flyway. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, we definitely would like to do that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited uh, to have. So I made uh, like a homemade A-frame the last couple years, and uh, I'm excited to finally have something I can put a heater in. <laughs> Those other two, if I would have put a heater in them, uh, probably would have gone up in flames pretty pretty quick. So that's some, that's something we haven't done. So you'll have to let us know how that works. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm you know getting to the point where I 
you know, I like sucking it up out there, but uh, <laughs> if I can throw a heater in something, uh, I'll be sitting all right, you know. That might yep. convince my wife to get out, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> with this early yep. cold October, we're, we've already exceeded uh, the temperature threshold for which she would be willing to participate. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get you out here to Indiana, too, and we can uh, we can show you the ropes of Indiana, show you show you the more farmland and yeah, get you out here too. Um, speaking of, you know, wives and stuff, what are the, what's the family think of you guys going all hard in on, on this? Um, they're pretty good. Um, my wife's pretty, I, when we got married, she kind of knew what she was getting into. So she's pretty <laughs> supportive of it. Thankfully. Um, she doesn't give me too much of a hard time. Um, I think they're both, and it's kind of been a, it's been a long process. Um, starting a business from scratch and a lot of trial and error um a lot of long nights you know working into the evening into the night um trying to figure out how to make things better and ideas and whatnot um i think they're all on the same page as us we just need to get this thing going we need to get this thing on the ground running and they're they're probably as ready if not more ready to see this thing go than what we are so yeah and this is your guys um, first season really on the market right correct yes awesome yep yeah this is yep. great I'm, I'm excited to get uh you know i think a lot of people think that the only option is you know some of the other a-frame styles and uh those are a bit pricey um and like i think you were saying earlier it's how many what is it six pieces is all yeah it's uh it's well it's it's six pieces. Yep. It's, uh, when you, when you get it out of the box, um, to ship them, we had to, um, cut the cross members in half to ship them. So when you, when you get it out of the box and you've already seen that, um, you just got to slap the, uh, the two pieces of cross members together, which then gives you your, your six pieces. But then we never, um, we always keep those cross members together whenever we carry them out in the field. We just, so yeah, we, we carry them out in six pieces. Actually how we do it. Um, we have a trailer all set up that we just, um, we walk that thing right in the trailer. We don't even take it, take it down. So, um, but yeah, it's six pieces. It goes in and sets up and tears down in just a few minutes and it's lightweight and durable. I've actually, and we're going to be rolling out some um, demo tests for it and to show people how durable it is and um, how tough it stands to conditions and throwing it around and beating it up a bit. And well, It's been sitting in my backyard for three weeks now. So yeah, good. All up. Well, hopefully it doesn't get stole. No, nah, I got a big old fence, so we're good. Okay. I don't think any of my neighbors would even know what that is. So. <laughs> the hell is this guy got them <laughs> but um yeah okay so i got some questions that i ask everybody um okay so all right you only get one more hunt you only get to go hunting one more time in your life um where are you going who are you going with what are you shooting uh what's the conditions like paint me a picture you get to control everything Man, where am I going? Um, oh, man. I have always wanted to go out to Oregon 
to hunt out there um, and shoot. I, I just hear that they get in a mess full of pintails um, and lessers and whatnot. I, I mean, I'd probably be taking my dad, me, and Jordan. We'd be heading out to Oregon um, shooting ducks and geese out there. I, that's something that I would love to do. That's on my bucket list for sure. Um, probably just a beautiful sunny day, some light wind um, with the, the mountains in my backdrop. Um, on a grassy plain somewhere, that's, that's where, that's what I'm envisioning right now. Awesome. What kind of gun do you shoot? I shoot a, a Benelli, uh, Super Black Eagle 2. And, uh, I've, I like Benelli's. I've, that's all I've used. I've used a Nova, um, until it got stolen, unfortunately. And, uh, and now I upgraded to a, a Super Black Eagle 2. And I've had, I've been shooting that for I think three years now, and it's been a it's been a really good gun. I I don't have much bad to say about it except for the fact that and you probably have heard about this, but the Benelli click. Oh yeah, um, I, I shoot a, a pump, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I avoid I, that. Yeah, and it it's a great gun, but it's a it's a prima donna. At least mine is. It's a prima donna. If you get any grit, any dirt or sand in there. Uh, she wants to act up, so you really gotta make sure it's clean. Um, and it, the action, it, I, if I get a new gun, it, it's gonna be a, a Browning, um, just because I felt the action on the A5 and the Maxis, and they are a lot. Um, they're a lot tougher. They're not as loose as the Benelli. Yeah, and so I don't. You got to be careful because if you brush that action up on, you know, you bump it or something, um, it just it it doesn't fire. And so I can tell you've been I've been I can tell you've been talking to Jordan talking about that Browning A five. I think he's got some sort of secret like under deal with Browning, yeah. where he's just trying to push uh, everybody to buy an A five. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great gun. It, I mean, they're they're great guns. That, I, that'll be my next purchase. Yep, so. <laughs> exactly. Yep, got me too. So, yep. All right, Hunter. Uh, I appreciate you coming onto the show. And why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can, um, you know, get some of the, your guys' latest and greatest, and yeah. uh, also catch up with you guys on Instagram and um, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So our um, Facebook and Instagram page is just uh, at HDR Innovations. Our YouTube is HTR Waterfowl. Um, and so that's, that's where our, our three main channels of, uh, social media are coming from. Um, for this podcast, um, anybody listening, um, if they use promo code file, um, they'll get 10% off, uh, an order of any product at our website, which is, uh, www.htrinnovations.com. And that's, uh, our a-frame uh any of our layout lounges and our gun stand so um don't miss out on that yeah and uh you know everybody's probably right now lining up their christmas gifts that their wives are going to be buying for them yeah so this is a perfect time to exactly uh, take advantage of that yeah exactly and i'll post a bunch of pictures and videos up of uh mine i think i'm using it uh, i can't go i can't go duck hunting this weekend unfortunately i gotta work but um I'll be using it the following weekend. I got a, a couple buddies. We're gonna we're gonna put it right out on the shore. Yeah, so awesome. We're looking, we're yeah. looking forward to it. Yep. 
So. Awesome. But all right. Well, hey, Hunter, thanks again. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys uh, got coming up. And I can't wait to get out there and really break this thing in and um, look forward to working with you in the future. I pre- appreciate the invite. It's been it's been fun. And, yeah, make sure you put that thing to the test and let us know how it is. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, be in touch later this season. All right. Sounds good. I want to give a huge shout out, um, like we always do during this time, um, to our uh, partners. Um, so we got uh, Hunt Hickory Creek, which if you're not familiar with Hunt Hickory Creek, that's Chase and Cody and Scotty and Megan. They're all in the group. And uh, these are a good group of people. Um, I talked to at least one of them, mostly Chase, um, at least two or three times a week. Um uh, whether it's deer hunting or talking about birds or, or just, uh, you know, rubbing in the uh, fantasy football smack talk and, and all that stuff. Anyways, hey, don't try, you don't put your money in something that you can't first validate or, like, get to know or, you know, something like that. You can get in there. You can literally see what uh, you're going to be getting out there in the blind uh, with, you know, these guys and these guides. So... Go check them out. Good people. Even uh, even better uh, uh, people to go home with. So, uh, We've also got Dive Bomb Industries. And Dive Bomb Industries, um, you know, they've been, they did a lot of good work for us and uh, put a lot of our listeners into um, some really affordable spreads. And I am just pumped to um, get out and start targeting some, some big ducks with, uh, with my spread that we're all set up with over here and i uh, just really you know excited to put the the 2d um you know ideology um to the to the test so all right we've also got toe tags llc uh you you guys heard ryan's story and if you haven't heard ryan's story go check it out um episode 23 uh but anyways just check out Go look for the uh, Toe Tags LLC story. Um, you know, we whether or not you want to argue that it is actually a you know regulation or an enforceable law or anything. I mean, the law is the law, and I don't. I'm not going to put myself uh, in a position, uh, at least anymore, uh, to where I can be. You know, whether or not I get a ticket is at the discretion of the, you know, investigating officer or, or, um, you know, however things are going that day. So, um, just for a couple cents a day, uh, or hunt, I should say, you can be fully taken care of. You already spent all the money on the gas and stuff. So go tag your birds and make sure you're not throwing them in a big old pile. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and stay legal with toe tags, LLC. We've also got Gypsum Creek Retrievers. Evan over there um, in Gypsum with a creek running, you know, through the back of his yard um, is running a awesome little uh, kennel. Uh, and I got to go out and I got to go hunt with his flagship dog and um, got to see the way that he interacts with um, that dog and just the way he talks about, you know, his business and his dogs and uh, the people, dog he's training. Like, it's it's, uh, it's, it's really humbling to see a guy who's like so ate up with it and uh, is just in it and he's just doing it out of passion and decided to make his passion something that can put you know 
um, dinner on the table. It's a heck of a heck of a deal. Oh, uh, we've also got Athlon Optics. Um, Athlon Optics, go check these guys out. Um, they have some of the finest shooting scopes um, on the market, and their binoculars are bang up. Um, literally, they are the same quality as something that you'd pay two or three times the price of, and they're just a solid um, feeling binocular, and uh, it's it's nice, you know, I'm not going to do any direct comparisons out there, but uh, I've held a lot of binoculars in my time, and I'm very satisfied with these uh, with these ones, so go check them out at Athlon Optics. I've got the, the Midas uh, 10x42. Uh, and it is suiting my needs perfectly out here um, in Kansas. All right. Um, next, we've got um, freelance hunt stats. Uh, I've I've always logged and tracked all the birds that we've harvested and whatnot, but it wasn't until Elliot showed me his freelance hunt stats uh, at freelancehuntstats.com that it's not just a journal anymore. Now it's a database. Now I can go through and I can filter um, all the stuff that I want to know, uh, you know, windy days, cloudy days, uh, days I shot all blue winged teal, like things, things of that nature. And, um, even by location and it's super affordable, you know, uh, just don't buy one monster this month or one Starbucks coffee and you've got yourself, um, what you need to keep track plus super helpful when you go to fill out those hit permits so all right uh we've also got duck nuts Uh, that's d-u-k-n-u-t-z um and if you haven't seen the videos or pictures of me uh utilizing these things yet uh i freaking hate um dealing with texas rigs and i take out a lot of new hunters and i always end up i'm always sitting there untangling stuff or unwrapping keels and uh instead with these duck nuts you just throw them on there and all you gotta do is literally you just stretch out the line or you can slide the the weight um all the way towards the decoy or down and you just throw these things in a bag it's awesome hey they even came out with a uh a carrying uh, it always seems that my wife was always walking in whenever i'm doing the duck nuts uh commercial because she's just looking at me because she thinks it's hilarious. Uh, but they just came out with a bag, and it's called the Nut Sack. And uh, it is it's pretty cool. You can strap your shotgun to it. Um, they've also got hats, um, too. And uh, for my boy Wilson listening out there, uh, Hunter over at uh, Duck Nuts, he made a hat just for you, buddy. Um, and all you other coot shooters out there. So, um, but yeah. So good stuff. Go check them out. Uh, just a really great product. Uh, we've also got the DuckTech mobile app. And the DuckTech mobile app is an app that's designed to help you get better at calling ducks. Um, it literally, it's got Barney Califf on there, a uh, two or three time uh, world duck calling champion. And he does the, the call, tells you what it's for, why to do it, when to do it, and then you can actually go in and press record, record yourself, and then you can hear it side by side so you can see how you want to tweak it up. Pretty cool concept. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you're just dealing with like a DVD or, or some other, you know, like 
Here's the sounds. Now make this sound. And that's not this right here. This is something that you can do on your commute. So pretty sweet. All right. Next we've got um, we got Gunner Kennels. And uh, Gunner Kennels, if you have never laid your hands on a Gunner Kennel, uh, probably some of the finest uh, craftsmanship or over example of overbuilding um, something. And that's perfect. That's fine with me. You know, my wife, she loves those things because um, it keeps the babies safe, uh, the, the fur babies. And at the end of the day, you're kind of charged with the responsibility of uh, that animal's life. And, you know, I wear my seatbelt. I don't text and drive. Um, why am I going to, like, just throw my dog in the back of the back of the truck to, you know, be in uh, jeopardy if something were to happen? Uh, and then uh, newest partner uh, that I want, that I'm super excited to get you guys into is HTR Innovations. That's H-T-R, like Hunter, uh, Innovations. And they've got the coolest little thing. Um, it's a stand that you can put out in the marsh that holds your gun, um, holds my recording equipment, box of shells, all this other stuff. Check it out on the Instagram uh, page. Uh, they've also got an A-frame blind uh, that they come out with that is super simple to set up, um, just like stupid simple. And then they've got uh, for you guys that absolutely hate layout blinds, they've got a layout blind insert, and makes that thing just about as comfy as the living room couch. So go check them out. Uh, and then last but not least, we've got SRB field rests. So you hiked into this muddy field, set out all your decoys, had your bag ready to go with your gun in it, and then you take your gun out and you just set it in the mud or you, you know, you're constantly making sure that you, you know, don't fumble this thing around. These two little stakes from SRB field rests, stick them there, lay your gun down on them. You didn't come this far to like jam your your gun up with a little bit of mud because you got excited about some some geese uh, in your face. So that was really dramatic. I have a little bit of a stuffy nose, it sounds like. But all right, we just want to let you guys know these companies are the bees knees. Um, these are cool people, great people. I like. I'm not just throwing them on here so that I can take up your time and you know make money or whatever it is I believe in these products I believe in these people and uh, I'm a huge fan of somebody turning their passion into their everyday job so that they can try to escape some sort of um, nine to five where somebody else is their boss Uh, and I'm a huge huge fan of that Um, you know trying to do that myself so yep before, you know, think twice before you buy uh, uh, something, um, you know, similar to these. And, you know, they, they help bring you this show. And so if you like this show, you like it to be around, <coughs> you know, um, check these people out. So, all right, everybody, safe hunting. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great, great grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, We also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And if you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can impress all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither. But hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.